0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Petty. To my right, your left, and at the center of the creative universe, Mike Oransky. hey So at the center of the earth, that's Will Ferrell, but center of the creative universe, definitely Mike Aransky. <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, I'll go with that. Sure. Mike, you're Pretty the good, host of, uh, of a new and exciting endeavor.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I <laughs> launched a YouTube channel because I'm crazy and I shouldn't have done that. Uh, it's called Classic Aransky. Uh, why did I do it? Um, because I'm turning 40 this year. It's really sad. And uh, I haven't made a movie in five years. And so I figured if I do this, then it would kind of motivate me to make the movie finally. So... so going into production for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I made a bunch of movies in the past, and then I finally, uh, and then I moved here. Across, across the whole United States from the East Coast uh, here to San Francisco. And uh, during that time, I've gotten really busy and you know, I had a kid and I had real-life stuff start hitting me. Uh, so I decided it was time to get back into the driver's seat and try to make it a movie again. What was the last movie you made? Uh, I made a movie called Phobia? Uh, I was the EP on this film, and also uh, the director of photography for it. My buddy Rory or Abel uh, directed that one, and uh, we had done that film. Um, it got around. It actually got distribution. It was actually in Walmart. And uh, you could go download it off the PlayStation Store and Xbox and Roku's and all kind of Amazon's and fun stuff like that. So check it out. So it's still out there. Out. So it's out there. It's yeah. always out there now. Oh, wow. It's been bootlegged a million times. So all right. There like, we go. If hey, you want to find nice, some bootlegs,
0: man. kids? This is the place to find it. Um, Every time someone bootlegs Phobia, how much money do you make? I make a whole sweet nothing. Yeah. So uh,
1: there's uh, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. we. Uh, I just really wanted to get back into it. We had a really good idea. But me and uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Mike Pereira, have been playing around with for a long time and we're just decided that it was time to jump in and try to make this film again so um so um basically the channel is me trying to make that make that movie but at the same time it's also about just trying to gain the confidence to get back in the driver's seat to do it again. So so
0: you're kind of part part vlog part uh is it vlog or vlog? I'm not uh, familiar with I the guess parlayers. they call it a vlog
1: these a days vlog. that's what the kids are into it. So I don't
0: know. So it's a vlog vlog racing. Yeah, yeah. Do oh. the vlog um <laughs> but uh in addition to uh being a, a kind of a journal, it's also kind of a little bit part like self-contained Project Greenlight? Yeah, it's like a strange thing.
1: So for me, it was like uh, the the thought process was we wanted to to kind of do the opposite version of behind the scenes, right? So it's like the behind the scenes, but in the foreground where we're actually going to doesn't pick this movie and just fully expose the idea of... The all the headaches it comes with actually trying to make an independent film with very little money to none, um, and so we thought, well, this is funny. I haven't actually talked about this project yet, so this is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and you've
0: been making it for a while
1: now. Uh, yeah, I've been living it for the last uh, last month, I guess, okay, or so. So yeah, so. Yeah, so um, but yeah, it's the idea for us was just like we wanted to get back into this, and it, it was a it's a hard road to go and make a movie. So we thought, well, this would be interesting, and it's not exactly a vlog, as it's kind of. I like to call it a narrative vlog because uh, it doesn't, it also is the other fact that I'm just not very good on camera. And when I've been at, you know, we used to work at IBM Well, fine. together. Away, yeah, away yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was, so for me, it was like getting on, yeah. so getting on camera again, has always been a shaky thing for me because
0: I'm just not, Good at doing that. You keep saying that, but so far you have you haven't broke the lens on this one, nor if you turned uh, the stone.
1: You have no idea the stress, the, just the amount of anxiety I'm running into right now. Would you start? like a
0: massage? Ah, uh, man, that sounds sexy. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually very bad at massages. I mean, right. I could give you one, but it wouldn't be very effective. We'll do that. We'll do that after. Okay. So I'm gonna I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, It gives me the less pressure knowing
0: that's coming. Maybe that'll so. be maybe <clears> that'll <throat> be single serving this week. That's our Patreon exclusive. We can just, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, me, yeah. Me giving you a massage <laughs> on camera for ten minutes. That'll be it. Yeah, enjoy. This all will right. be lovely, everybody. Now uh, your your show is. It's free for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's just out there. Yeah. Right Anybody it's can just, watch it that won't. So. That's right.
1: It's free. It's like it's uh, cheaper than a candy bar. Uh, You literally can get up there and just take a chance at it. It's at klaskaransky.com. I actually got a URL just because it was at first when you get a YouTube channel, you don't um, get that kind of fun like YouTube, uh, YouTube slash YouTube.com slash klaskaransky. You don't get that until you get the first 100 subs. Yep. So I didn't have that. So I'm like, well, I'll get a URL. So I'll just stick with that for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but klaskaransky.com is where that's at. And uh, no one can spell my last name. So it's going to be real confusing for anybody. But that's C L. C-L- a S S I C A R A N S K Y dot com. Uh, that sounds like a real terrible uh, sales pitch right there.
0: One eight hundred A R A N S K Y. Call now. There we yeah. go. Or yeah. maybe the Duke Leto Aransky of uh, of the House of Aransky, rulers of Arrakis. Oh. No, that's that's not that wasn't real at all. They, I don't know what you were just saying. They were at Maud Dib, the Atreides. Indeed. It's uh, amazing
1: for, the knowledge that comes out of you sometimes. No, I, yeah. this is
0: just a bunch of Dune crap. Oh, um, is that Dune? Yes. Yeah, oh. The spice must flow.
1: I, I seen uh, I seen that movie. The, the David Lynch
0: flick. Ooh, that is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I know. I have actually never read the book, but I read I saw that and I saw the documentary about the Dune movie that never happened.
0: That's interesting oh that's so cool man. yeah it so really cool. is yeah so that Lynch movie not so good you I, know they're, they're remaking it finally right? I they do know that yes, yeah. yeah and I think I think there's a good movie in there somewhere although I think a two-parter is going to serve it better than a one-parter
1: yeah um, do they say it's going to be more than one I'd be yeah. shocked
0: if it's not it's the way the story it, it, the scale makes it really hard to cover that movie in one film interesting I think it would be really difficult to do. But, yeah, yeah, Lynch's version of Dune, not so good, even though I love him and just about everything else, Twin Peaks Forever. Yeah, uh, there you go. Where do you find the Twin Peaks? Uh, it's funny.
1: That's funny. Someone invited me to go see. Uh, they were screening. Uh, was it Firewalk with Me? Yeah. Yeah. That they. Uh, someone invited me to the screening of it at um, Draft House a couple weeks ago, and I had to pass because I'm not a Lynch fan. Well, no, <gasps> oh, no, 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 no. Let me let me back this up. I'm not, I am not a giant fan of Twin Peaks, which I know a lot of people are, and I'm sorry. I'm no no offense here. Uh, I do love Blue Velvet. I was uh, big fans of uh, Lost Highway and uh, a couple of others. Feel like a cinema work more. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like when. One of those. Yeah. Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks just didn't do it for me. And yeah. there, there's a lot of people I know love it, but yeah. just
0: in—I'm not going to invite you to our Twin Peaks costume party. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll go and I'll be have a really
1: confusing costume because I wouldn't yep. know what the hell I will be dressing up as. So. Uh, yeah, we're
0: having one. Get ready for the show. Oh, party. really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a amazing. bunch of people from work are coming. It's going to be fun. Oh,
1: that's okay, cool. Because like, so. that's right, it's coming back out, right? Like, yeah, doing it's coming that, back uh, out. They're doing another season time, right? three.
0: Yeah, so we're going to have a big costume party, and uh, I'm—I cannot wait. People are calling costumes. Apparently, I've been told I have to be the major. so That's what <laughs> I'm going to be. Okay. Uh, yeah. Since I
1: don't know what that is, I'll trust you.
0: If you're still with us for some reason. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. That was me. I went off on a David Lynch tangent. There. Hey, man, we that's should cool. be Talking about Classic Oransky and also about Pockets Full of Soup, the show you're watching right now. Thank you so much for watching, listening, at all, etc. Uh As always, uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, join our Facebook group, all the rest of that. And we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon producers uh, who are Nick Rie. And Robert Nieder, uh both of whom give generous support every month to make this show possible. Nice so Thank job. you guys again this month, and thank to everybody you. who gives.
1: Now, that's awesome, by the way. The fact that you get these producers like that, like that's fantastic.
0: They're kind people. Yeah, they're, they're good really people. That's
1: yeah. fantastic. Just they, fantastic.
0: They let me do a dream thing yeah. every week. It's kind of amazing. Everybody who gives, from the people who give a dollar to the to the people who give uh, uh, more than that, everybody's helping. So, nice job, everyone. Yes, thank yeah. you. And for those who don't, but watch and listen and support, thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was a long spiel. Uh, <laughs> let's talk to you i think i think that might be our longest intro ever um so let's <laughs> well, cause I, point, I went off, on david off. Lynch. i went go. off on david lynch i, I appreciate it yeah give uh, respect uh, to a good director i understand that i so. love lynch yeah. yeah who's your favorite
1: director favorite director oh boy yeah, yeah so that's a loaded question yeah. um i have it because i have personal stake in it but sam raimi uh and i know he's no like orson wells or whatever is the most inspirational director to me um without sam raimi making the evil dead franchise um I basically wouldn't be here right now, thanks to yeah. that, because um, his, I mean, I mean, we. I, this could be another long tangent, so I don't know why I want to do that, but like, uh, yeah, Raimi for me, like I literally wrote when I tried to get into college was a, hey, I wanted, that's the director I want to be is my kind of like big paper about it, and, um, but like his idea of when he made uh, the Evil Dead films was that it was him and his buddies making horror films and became a big deal, and that guy has a giant career because of that, and the way he handles uh, his direction is just awesome, it's very distinct, and um, Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm a very big Raimi fan. He's had a couple of films here and there that have been not exactly my cup of tea, but uh, he he really is kind of the inspiration between like him, Tapper, uh, Scott Spiegel, Bruce Campbell and all those guys—it's just the buddies getting together, and making a movie that they made a career and made a living out of it. And man, Evil Dead Two is without a doubt my favorite film of all time. Yeah. Ah, so, oh yeah. well, well chosen, yeah. well chosen yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. No,
0: it's that's, that's absolutely <laughs> groovy. It's amazing these people that are out there, though, many of whom I assume you've never met him, right?
1: Uh, I briefly had a run-in with him at oh. Comic Con uh, last year. Was it last year? Yes. So IGN has a live uh, live show. Yeah, I should just explain the fact that I work over at IGN. But uh, at IGN, we have a live show at the Comic Con, and uh, Bruce and Sam were there to promote Ash vs. Evil Dead. And I had a brief, just slide in, run over with the guys, and, and when they were leaving, and I just, I basically were like, "Hey, how's you? Nice, you know, thank you very much for doing everything that you do." And it was very brief. Seemed like very nice guys. Yeah. And uh, I've seen Bruce like a million times, like different at different kind of events where he just shows off his movies and stuff. And He's Bruce Campbell. He's awesome. But Raimi, you know, like for me, I was like. Just seeing that dude like in person was like, that's like, awesome. Whoa,
0: that's a real human.
1: He's, he's a real guy. He's a real man. And he was a real inspiration to me. So Sam Raimi, thank you for being the man you are today. Folks, who
0: so. to changed your lives. There we go. No, but yeah. that is not your thank you for today. Because the first <laughs> question we generally Jeez, ask, Sam uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Sam interesting. Sam Raimi, we'll start. We'll, we'll, we're going to ride that segue all the way to the public park. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I am going to ask you, Mike, the question that I like to start with every episode until I decide to change it. Yeah. Uh, tell me about somebody you're thankful for.
1: Someone I'm thankful for. OK. Okay. this is an interesting question because I've, I've seen many of your shows yeah. actually seen all of your episodes all of we, them yeah so let i'm a fan Aww. i'm a fan yeah we were supposed you. to do this like six months ago and i just never had the time to actually do it so uh thanks for accommodating finally. thanks for having me yeah, here. yeah yeah
0: like in my backyard yeah, yeah i yeah, like yeah. it here we kind of got that it's yeah. unfortunately a little we would be in the hot tub but it's still a little cool for that. a little too cold for that anyway that uh, we have to do a hot tub yeah second, yeah,
1: yeah. So. so thankful that's an interesting question um It's a loaded question because there's going to be a million different directions. Yeah, you want to give that Oscar answer,
0: right? You stand up there and you thank everybody. But fortunately, the question is never who you're most thankful for. It's just tell me about somebody you're
1: thankful for. So I'm going to make this real brief uh, and then I'm going to go to the big one, which is um, first and foremost, obviously, I'm very thankful for my wife because she makes me a better man every day. So thanks, baby. Um, I'm also thankful, obviously, to my daughter because without her. Well, she's awesome, and without her, I would be—I'm a very be a different, very very different person now. And my folks; these are all kind of the common. I feel like answers you would normally get. My folks, obviously, for uh, letting me take risky chances to make dumb movies back in the days. So thank you very much for even letting me have those ridiculous thoughts. Like um, that classic Phobia. Yeah, like the, yeah, Phobia, because it'll just change your life. Um, I want to see
0: Phobia. You should watch. I'm phobia. excited to watch. Phobia. Okay,
1: it'll give it's real scary. No, it's yeah. kind of scary. The uh, Yeah, I mean, the person I guess I would say that I'm thankful for in this conversation, because I think it, it's, it kind of, with the classic ransky thing, I think this is something that insp- inspires that kind of conversation, is a buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Tom Seymour. I've known him for, oh my God, 21 years. And uh, I'm thankful for having him as a friend in my life, because I kind of think that without knowing him, I might not be doing what I'm doing now, which is like production and... You know, movies and stuff, I would have probably given up on this dream a long time ago. So, um, him, I could, I mean, I could backtrack this conversation and it could be crazy, but... And I don't want to make this... This could be a long, long episode. You know episode. what?
0: Well, it's all right. Sometimes they are long episodes. Yeah, that's but a let's question. Start, what is let's start here at the beginning. 21 years ago, you said? You met yeah, this
1: guy? yeah. It was funny. I was having this conversation with my wife yesterday about this. And I'm like, my God, I've known him for ages at this point. So, how did you yeah. meet him? Uh, So, funny story is back in, I believe... 95, I'm old as hell. Uh, I was working at the movie theaters as an usher and like living what I considered at the time to be my dream job, which was like ripping people's tickets and eating free popcorn. I was doing the usher thing. Um, it was cool I mean on your break you got to watch movies for 30 minutes at a time which was kind of interesting but also torturous because you really only got a little tiny tease of a movie every time you want to take your break but it was fun because it see you
0: I am your time for
1: lunch break yep yeah. basically yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. like oh damn um, but anyway so I was working 95 I believe and I cannot I'm hoping I got this movie correct uh, I was uh, I was I was the buddy to try to get friends into the movie theaters all the time and, okay. I, and I got fired because I got caught letting friends in for free to see Time Cop what, um, wait wait, 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 wait yeah. a minute, what? <laughs> you lost a jo- job because of Time Cop? Because of Time Cop. The seminal yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme classic. <laughs> the sci-fi classic, produced by Ramey, by the way, which is, I just realized that. Sam wow. Raimi produced Time Cop? Uh, yeah, I believe he was one of the producers wow. on that. Yeah. Is
0: Time Cop the one where Van Damme jumps between the washing machine and the dryer yeah. when they split? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. I, yeah, yeah, Fine it's, motion picture uh, there. It's, yeah, it's yeah. classic. All I mean, right. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with it, trust me. I love Time Cop. No, no disrespect to you, boy. I love you uh, JCVD, yeah. but I don't
0: know if you should get... Fired over JCVD. <laughs> if anything, yeah. I, I think, honestly, they should have paid you for bringing more people into the theater. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Come on. We're helping out. We're helping the people out. But, yes, I did a terrible thing. I got caught. Um, and then I always swore that, um, that from that day before that I would always... Find a time, find a way to get back to that movie theater and put my movie in that movie theater as an fu to that theater for, for firing you for, for justifiably sneaking people. In. Yes, yeah. Okay. Was, so how, how did, did you get I caught? Just find my situation. Like, did you have
0: them under your coat or oh, something? it was or? the worst.
1: I used to, what I would do is I would we would have big crowds of people coming at a certain point and be ripping tickets, and I just kind of hope they would kind of slide through as I'm ripping tickets. Now usually this worked, but in that situation, uh, my boss was like literally in between the crowd and saw me do it and pushed them through and i got him through and then he's like he just basically did the whole like the point at me kind of thing and like come over here and then and then basically brought me in the back room and told me hey that was bad news uh you are fired and i was crushed i was a wreck for a while doing that so uh anyway the the reason why I, i explained that is that at that point i didn't really know what to do and i needed to get a job and i happened to find this job at uh, Wendy's.
0: Okay, so you were you were a crushed man of loose morals. Yeah. And you found solace in the comforting hamburger, square hamburger-shaped arms of Wendy's. Oh,
1: Wendy's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, there's nothing wrong there. Oh, I, I so love God. me a oh, delicious yeah.
0: square Wendy's hamburger. Oh, they're good. Man, All big right. bacon
1: classic. That was legit. They're so
0: fancy. Oh, yeah. Remember when they used classic. to have the, the tabletops that looked like old newspapers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I remember man. that. that yeah, weird. they used to like the salad bar and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, the salad bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, not, yeah. not good. Don't, no, don't no. eat the salad bar. There's <laughs> something there. No, don't do that.
1: Anyway, yeah. So I was working at Wendy's, and it turns out um, Tom uh, happened to be the same guy. Happened to apply there also at the same time, and then uh, it turned out him and his buddy, who happened to be turned out to be a really good friend of mine, Phil, were making a. Uh, a public access show. So, back in the days when uh, before YouTube, there was a thing called public access.
0: Public access <laughs> television. Tell I know. us more of this one. Day. It's free TV,
1: kids. Uh, it's the thing
0: Wayne's World parody.
1: Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and kids,
0: you don't know what Wayne's World is either, but that's what Mike Myers <laughs> did before he was Scottish. I love that we And you don't doing know doing who these. Mike Myers is either, but that, okay, we'll, we'll he's a Shrek. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Uh, <laughs> Just, We're just, so old. I know. <laughs> Holy God. All right. Uh, so
0: they had a public access television show. So, yeah. Explain public access to, to Yeah. Our, so to public access was, and
1: I don't really know the full on rules of this, but basically in your town, you're, there is a, a channel that's allowed on a cable, basically on your cable box that people are able to produce products and shows that they have to televise, obviously to a certain level, but um, it could be any degree
0: of quality. And um, that's true. So you get you get you get such hits as Catawba, Catawba Valley Headline News with Adam Wolzer or Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh which yes. was a very popular one on ours. Oh, um, really? uh, the Big Pulpit Church Show okay. um, that was on our, our cable. Uh, and of course, um, my cable access show. Which we'll talk no more. Whoa! About. Uh, whoa. But let's, let's move. Uh, we'll move on to my things career. have been I revealed here. I didn't even I know about, about from later. Yes. Nice. That was a dark chapter in my life. Yeah, I tried to do it for a while too, and it
1: was bad. It was bad. I tried to actually. I had my own video game review show, video game and movie review show that was on K. Are you
0: kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Tell
1: me a tape exists. It doesn't exist. It literally. Oh. It, re- it happened one day, and it went up on the air, and that was the very embarrassing point of my life. And I was like, Yeah, that's not going to work out. Hence the reason why I haven't put myself back in camera since. So wow, I just realized some tortured parts of my past know where it's all come from. Anyway. Wow. So you know oh, Tom.
0: Wow. It's all come he back, was in flashback. the Wendy's? Did he work there? Or yeah, he it?
1: worked at. So I was registered and he was a uh, he was a chef. Okay. They were just basically the dude who flipped those burger patties. Made and, those kind of stuff. F- fancy square hammer. Yeah, he made the fancy burgers. And okay. uh, so it turns out me and Tom one day on a break uh, f- Tom found out that I had made a short with my buddies uh, that had been going around school. Uh, it was just basically a movie, by the way, that was made with two VCRs and a boombox. And... Um,
0: I like two VCRs and a boombox is going to be my new like
1: like just, German yeah. prog rock group. <laughs> and uh, so he was doing
0: uh, this thing called uh,
1: Pungent Fun, and they were making. Uh, there was a weekly uh, cable access show that was actually kind of popular at the time, and uh, it was a bunch of skit based stuff. And it was silly, um, but he had me go over to his place, and it turned out that these guys were you know doing it. And they got a little success doing it with fans, so it was kind of neat to see, and. Um, then they went on to make... So basically he had seen it. We had made a little short that they went on to make a little short. Uh, they had this thing called Money Run, and I helped them out with that. And then... Um, and now when
0: it comes to helping out at yeah. this point, it's just like, hey, I used to work at the movie theater before I fell from my like high pinnacle in the motion picture industry and in disgrace, and now I'm going to like lend a hand. Or it was just like, hey, we're friends. We work at the restaurant... Can I help you make your movie? Yeah. Or was it that Seven. you had some technical know-how? Or, uh, it was, or
1: was it? I think it was basically that. I mean, it was basically that we were just like, hey, you're doing this. I'm doing this. Okay, let's just kind of work together and do this. This will be fun, you know?
0: Had you mastered the, the, uh, the delicate art of editing on two VCRs at that point? I guess
1: so, kind of. I mean, he had a contraption that he got from the cable access place that actually helped Doing cutting with two VCRs, it was a little bit more high-profile than what we had at that point. So I was like, "Oh man, you got a switcher and stuff like that." Like this stuff was like real high-end stuff for me. So
0: what was this programming like? Like what were you making? I mean, his stuff was just skit stuff,
1: which is like goofy kind of SML-like. like sketch comedy. Yeah, like stuff? his his thing was like a talk show. It was a talk show that would cut the skits basically. That was done in his basement of his parents' house. Okay. And uh, so we did that, and uh, it was cool because it was at that point I'm like, oh, wow, someone else is doing this. I'm not the only crazy person in town that's actually trying to make a movie. Um, and we're just trying to do production at that point. So it turned out that he did that, and then he did Money Run, and I helped him out with that. And that was really – it was funny. It was done really well at the time for me. I was like, yeah, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. How old were you about this? Oh, ah, man. It was like, this was like – this was – Ninety-six. Oh my God! So I, I yeah, guess it was great. like twenty years ago, but, I, at least. But I mean, I was doing movies and stuff before so you know that like point. Like high school, college age. This was right out of high school. Okay, right out of right high, high school. school yeah, it's
0: a, be- a perfect time to be fooling around with a video camera. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Is it is just like an SVHS camera or something. This, this point, was.
1: Uh, oh man, I think this was like a high A video eight thing. I think this was video. His was video eight was the first one, and okay. then yeah, then we we upscaled to hiate for the actual f- feature that we actually got together and made at that and, point.
0: And this feature, tell us about this.
1: So we did, uh, after we did Money Run, he did Money Run, and then I realized I was doing my thing and he was doing his thing. So I, and I was in college doing production at that point, so I was actually doing some shorts of myself also. And he, uh, we wanted to do a thing, he wanted to do a feature, and I was like, that seems insane. But he was determined to just do whatever it takes to start doing this. So he actually got into production and started working on this feature. Which was a movie that was a, it was called, <clears throat> it was Thrill Kill Jack in Hail Manor. Uh, Thrill
0: Kill Jack in Hail Manor? In Hail Manor, okay. That's Sh- extraordinary.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a heck of a title. Um, I reference Hail Manor a lot to these days because that was actually what we called our production company for a okay. while after that. Um, How does H A I L? H A L E M A N O R, Hail Hale oh. Manor. Wow, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hill Manor. Yeah yeah. So he went forward and did this and basically the concept was and I thought it was kind of genius at the time was he was like he we wanted to make a live action feature of Dragon's Lair kind of the way Dragon's Lair is, where you basically go to to scene to scene to scene, when it randomly is just throughout this man, this this castle.
0: You mean like Don Blue's Dragon's Lair? With, oh yeah, yeah. With, John, with the arcade with game, by with the, way. the Daring. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. And so the way that works, right? It's a random scene, and then another scene, and you you react to that. Yeah, 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 you yeah. yeah. It in the next scene.
1: Yeah. So he's I, trying to make this. So the idea was that so Tom came up with the idea that like look. We will shoot this movie where it's a generic enough plot where our character, Thrill Kill Jack, has to go into Hale Manor to rescue his gun or some mythical gun or whatever that is like his family heirloom.
0: Every time I say Hail Manor, I keep thinking of Hail Mary. I don't know why. <laughs> Alright, please continue. I was just like, uh, please continue.
1: Yeah, 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 no. but uh, yeah, So basically the idea was that he could, we could always shoot, like every night or when we would get together, we would shoot another scene that was another room in the house. Okay. So that we could Makes get sense. it to the point where we could actually have a full on feature movie the, the real goal was just to get to a uh 70 minute at least feature length movie and see if we could actually attempt to do this is it know?
0: longer than Dumbo okay it's a feature yeah like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah
1: if we get past Disney the win-win right. um so uh yeah we did this we made that film um and it, you made it we did uh it was it was a heck of a film um one day you might all see it, but I I have not released that to the public yet. Actually, I think maybe Tom actually has it out there, but is so it so, wait, so
0: so so Thrill Kill Jack in Hale Manor, yep. is maybe out there somewhere. Yeah, I think if you, you maybe if you look
1: on YouTube, but I'm sorry if you did because you shouldn't because it's real real bad. What well, what makes it awful? Uh, I mean, it's just I mean, it's it's just like you know we're a bunch of dudes like making our first little movie for nothing, and it, it was just meant to be goofy and fun, and it was. Um,
0: now I'm going to roll back for a minute. I'm also
1: it. shirtless in a couple scenes. I roll think back. we've wow, okay, that's amazing.
0: So we've we've learned a lot about about the mutual love you guys had, and learned about in, in addition to your to your love for fine, high quality square hamburgers and <laughs> and uh, and low budget filmmaking. Yeah. What's motivating Tom? What kind of guy is Tom at this point when you meet him that makes him want to make public access shows and feature length movies out of his basement?
1: Well, I think it's. I mean, it's the same thing that I had, which was basically that we were just we we wanted to make movies and in Connecticut it's not really a, a thing.
0: <laughs> the it's, thriving Connecticut film? Yeah.
1: So it wasn't a thing and you know, I mean this was in the mid nineties like not, this was in the era of clerks and uh, you know, El Maracci and uh. Pulp Fiction. We were in the in the zeitgeist of like the big sundance world at that point. Well let's so. talk
0: about that. For people that don't have the context for that yeah. time period because I, I've had younger friends that watch clerks and go, What's the big deal? Yeah. Uh, and and I, I don't think people understand that there just hadn't been anything yeah, 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 yeah. like that before. yeah uh, can, can you talk a little bit about, uh, particularly El Mariachi and Clerks, the effect that those had mm. on inspiring people to go out and try to make movies?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a really interesting era. I mean, Spike Lee was doing stuff that was fantastic. And then yeah. he basically influenced a lot of these guys that started doing these kind of things. And like Clerks and El Mariachi were made for, hence the Raimi part, actually. That's interesting. it's, it's very It was like movies made for very little to nothing. But it was uh, really interesting messaging, and it was stuff that people hadn't seen before. And the independent scene was really thriving at that point. Sundance was a really kind of a thing at that point, and it was it was kind of where we, the mainstream the mainstream cinema has basically gotten to the point where the common Joe who can make a movie and make it something and grab an audience, there was something there, and it was just interesting. Like El Mariachi, uh, Robert Rodriguez. If you you know, I mean, he did went on to Spy Kids and um, uh, For uh of Dawn, and um, and Desperado, obviously. Yeah, like the, the whole Desperado type. series, yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did but, Sin City, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Well, um, And um, it was an interesting time just because you you could see that there was a, there is there is the hope that you could do this for little, very little, and be able to tell a really interesting story in a movie. for you know there was this, and the stories of like Kevin Smith did all his credit cards, and and, and then Ramachi Ro- did it with his. I mean, sorry, Rodriguez did it without just giving blood. Yeah, yeah, Robert yeah, yeah Rodriguez yeah.
0: locked himself in a medical research facility <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. several weeks yeah. and like let them take staples out of his skin uh, yeah. and wrote the script and then produced the movie with the money, which I think was like six thousand American yeah. dollars. Yeah, 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 Something insane because it was going to be. Yeah. He, he originally designed it for for like central or it was. Either Mexican or, or South American television yes. that was what he was shooting yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and then it, it just blew up it became um, like
1: it became the story it became like you know the miracle story of cinema at that point where everyone's like oh wait a minute this is this is something you need to check this out you know
0: yeah El Mariachi I, I adore I, I actually love Rodriguez's yeah. crew rebel without a crew oh uh, it's a fantastic book
1: we uh, we made the real kill jack and we actually at that point <laughs> did the feature and decided to rent out a hotel and um, so we rented a conference room at a hotel and actually sold tickets on the streets in Connecticut and uh yeah it was crazy uh did you sell the place out we filled it up pretty good actually it was pretty good but i mean it's a lot of friends and family so you did better you you did
0: better than than emma stone and la la land (laughs) yeah yeah i guess so okay yeah i mean spoilers la la land spoilers Uh, ahead yeah
1: (laughs) or behind yeah great movie by the way um but um Yeah, so that happened, and then we were like, okay, this this is interesting. We made a movie, you know, we did that, we self-distributed the movie, and then we actually thought we had an actual distribution for the film at one point, which was, God, man, if some company bought that movie... I'm sorry. Uh, Somebody bought it? No, but there oh, was, there okay. was like a slight chance of distribution for the film for like a small, small chance of it. Yeah. Uh, Cause at the time, like that was and in the era where a lot of movies were being picked up that were very tiny because they want to get them on the shelves. of video People
0: take shots at it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Why not?
1: Yeah. And so they were taking really small wins at him by doing that. Um, and then, so that book rebel without a crew became kind of an influence for us to make what became basically our next big, f- we, we made a feature film on 16 millimeter uh, using a lot of the rules that we had learned from that book, mm-hmm. so well that he was told actually, you that
0: was part of what made that book so great was that toolbox. It was just like yeah. here's how to make a dirt cheap movie yeah. technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he just goes into exquisite detail. Oh, it's awesome. Time. Here's how to buy stuff at the hardware store to get good lighting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. When I mean, <laughs> I mean that was that was the other. Th- that's true. <laughs> like he, his everything he did was so limited, like in scope, like that it just did the trick. Like he had enough to tell the story and get people interested enough. That it didn't have to be like the prettiest, polished thing in the world, but it had to have an interesting idea. And it was—it was like the idea was stories more important than the flash of budget. And uh, I mean, we're at a time now where that's pretty apparent. That's been obviously. So, now.
0: what does Tom bring to the production? What, what's he good at? When you're working on making a low-budget movie with yeah. Tom, what's he good at?
1: Uh, uh I mean, he's everything. Like to me, like we're Tom, like me, we're kind of like shared brains when it came down to it. We discovered that we're both very kind of instinctual. We wanted to. Um, you know, like, again, we wanted to make movies and stuff together, but, like, he he wanted to understand little different details about technical stuff that I didn't know, and then I learned those from him, and vice versa. And we just became kind of like a me, him, and our good friend Phil, the one that did Pungent Fun with him. Yeah. Uh, we became kind of a, a team. We call ourselves the Hillmaner Collective, when we just basically became a brain trust where we would work together and building all these projects. But Tom was always kind of a guy that was, like, i'm gonna keep doing this i'm gonna keep doing this no matter what and just keep driving so he had a really his drive is like insane when it comes like i have a a a drive but his drive was distinct in the fact that no matter what he would just still do it and keep doing it and like his career like tom has gone on to to just do a lot more movies than i've done over my time and um and it's because he's got such an awesome drive Where
0: where did the drive come from
1: I have no idea. Really, I don't know. I think it's just the idea that he just wanted to keep making movies, and just that was something that was keeping him motivated. And um, and I think that was that's a huge part of what kept me going a lot because of that.
0: What's Tom's favorite movie?
1: Uh, oh my God, Tom's. I probably. I mean, me and him love Shawshank, so we're giant Shawshank guys, and like that's probably the most atypical question you would say for favorite movie kind of thing. But like, I'm Evil Dead's mine. But, um, but yeah, I guess I mean Shawshank. I think would be his film, maybe blade runner or i don't know what's uh, what's a
0: movie everybody else loves that tom
1: hates i I mean tom hates any kind of i mean he's really not big on big studio movies i mean like he he, he just doesn't like big kind of flashy polishy kind of especially he hates movies that are about the hollywood system he really hates that what's a movie that's
0: about the hollywood system like what's oh
1: man i don't even know i mean i could talk about like the player or
0: is there a chainsaw going off behind us there's what is happening back there's here. There's absolutely a chainsaw happening in the background wow. of our podcast right, right now. That's right. Well,
1: well. I mean, I'm gonna talk about horror movies so that, that makes sense, right? <laughs> I hope that's okay. <laughs> this is what happens when you do a podcast out in
0: nature. This, this is what happens. Guy. This is the re- This this is this is podcasting in the raw. This right here. This is the rebel without a crew of <laughs> podcasting. This is what happens. When you keep it real outside the studio system, man. You never that's know what what's
1: gonna happen. Suburbia.
0: Hi, everybody. So, uh, in the end, Chainsaw Guy won. He just kept coming <laughs> back over and over and over. We have taped so many parts of this show, and Chainsaw Guy has always walked back in. In the end, Ash from Evil Dead 2 really did win. We lost. The Chainsaws went out, as Chainsaws often do. They do. I mean chainsaws. One, you know, you know, rock, paper, scissors. Chainsaw, chainsaw beats all three. Yep. Uh, although, if you had a chainsaw with a rock, you could bounce back and cut your chest open. So it's true. Yeah, actually, don't do that. Never mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we've recorded this so many times uh, that we finally gave up and moved inside of the Classic Oransky kitchen set, oh. uh, which you can see more of at classicoransky.com and purchase <laughs> yeah. fine Classic Oransky kitchen, <laughs> kitchen accessories. Right. Why not? We're like the, the, the Classic Aransky exist, why to- not? the toaster press of your face. <laughs> Copper pots you wow. can hang from the ceiling. God, that'd be frightening. What a toaster press of your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know. you have a nice face, but I don't think I'd want to eat toast that had your face on it. I mean, I would eat. Yeah, good boy. Yeah, I have this. <laughs> I have this one that puts Jesus on toast. The what? Uh, yeah, I have a toaster press that puts puts like uh, like a uh, Jesus face on toast. Really? So, yeah, yeah. It was a gift. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, um, so but uh, anyway, that's holy toast. Holy toast. <laughs> Moving on from that weirdness. Um, but we've actually kind of lost track of where we are in this part of the story. So, we think that the part where we left off was Rebel Without a Crew. Yep. We were talking about Robert Rodriguez's wonderful book and how that had a role in inspiring you guys to make a feature-length movie in 16 millimeter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and Tom and your friend Phil. Yeah, yeah. Rebel Without a Crew
1: uh, was such a was such an important book for us because it kind of taught us the, kind of, the early rules and how to kind of make a film with very little money. And we're like, ah. We did it once. We did a feature. Let's do it again. But this time, let's do it with film because that seems like a good idea.
0: And so that's because what you of, went with.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, yes, we did. And it was. Uh, it's a very expensive transition um, from video. At the time, we had shot the first thing on high eights. Um,
0: we well, say a very expensive transition. Now, yeah. you wanted to do this on low budget, yet you went for an extremely expensive camera. How did you accomplish this? Yeah.
1: Well, we, uh, we shot this at that Atom uh, 16 millimeter. I think it was Super 16. Maybe it was Super 16. And we, um, we had to acquire the camera, and it's not easy to get a camera like that cheap. So we decided we were going to rent it, but we were not in a college that could rent that kind of camera. So we decided to go across our state to another state. And rent a camera, was saying that we were students at that college. But so we, you wait,
0: wait, you went to a college you weren't students of, and said you were students at that college, so you could rent the camera. Yeah, yeah. So you were a criminal.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: Well, hey, to each his own. Okay, so, so not only do you sneak friends into movies, but also you rent cameras from places that you're not a student. Yes. So you really are kind of a film film criminal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, I, I, wow. I, I like film criminal. That sounds film cool criminal. criminal. All right, yeah. so you're a film criminal. For more from filmcriminal.com. So, all right, there we go. <laughs> lock that URL down. <laughs> Done. All right, so you actually went and rented this from a place you had no right to rent it, which yeah. got you a really nice, expensive camera on mm-hmm. the cheap. So there you go. Don't There's do that brain. at home, guys, nope. uh, ever. Um and then you found other ways through it, of crew and other innovations to make this film inexpensively. But 16 is not an easy format to work no, with. What's, no, no what, no, what are some of the technical problems? Because in this age of digital filmmaking, yeah. I imagine a lot of people are unfamiliar with just how much of a pain working with old film yes. really is.
1: 16 millimeter is uh, very expensive. Uh, it's a very expensive. And I mean, film as a whole is very expensive. But um, it's a very tricky format to work with also because... Um, it can be exposed very easily. Okay. Uh, it can be exposed in many different directions. Like if you're using your eyepiece when you're actually rolling the camera, if you take your eye off the eyepiece, it actually can expose light into the into the film, which actually blows
0: out the film itself. Through the eyepiece? <laughs> Through the eyepiece. Wow. Yeah, See, I had no idea. I did not know that. Yeah. It's, that, that's it's, amazing.
1: Once, we, once you learned a lot of these things. By the way, we were not really trained on film. We just learned this stuff kind of. On our own, like that's another thing crazy about it too, is we basically just like self trained ourselves to work on sixty millimeter film. Okay.
0: Um, so, we, so did you lose like a big batch switching a cartridge in the middle of the day one day? Uh,
1: well, I mean, we we got one guy like slightly exposed one time. Like that's another thing crazy too. Like when you have you have to take a cartridge off, you yeah. take it and you put it into a black bag, you have to change it and then put it into the canister. Now all these things have to happen without you seeing it. You're just like, okay, I hope this is all working. Uh, by the end, we've got a little better at doing that. But in the beginning, it was it was an absolute nightmare, and yes, it did kind of uh, do a couple exposure things. And then the only way we found that out was that uh, we had to get the film developed, and it takes uh, a good I don't know. I mean, like it took it take it took us about a month to get it developed because honestly, we were we were really low budget, and so we didn't have a lot of money to pay to get it developed. So it was a very slow trickle of getting our film back. And when we got it back, so a you lot had to of wait it, like
0: a month on your dailies. Yeah. yeah basically. So you didn't know what you had filmed. You no, didn't know what you had in the can. That was
1: absolutely super stressful. The worst stress of my life. Hence the reason why, like, I'm so happy to work in video these days because of that. Because it's just it's that like film looks awesome. The texture of film is, is fantastic. But unfortunately, the, the trade off is well, the trade off is just that. Like, you don't know what you're dealing with really at all times. And you could come back and we could have half the film blown up. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Like you think about it, back in the days, like you worked on a giant studio movie and something like that ever happened. Like you just
0: exposed a, a certain chunk of it wow time to go film the robot shark again oh my god yeah yeah and the amount of Scary, money that would, right? just like a, oh. a re, yeah a day where you lose your film it'd be incredible
1: that's insane
0: uh, i i assume it's happened i mean it has to have uh, just with how delicate the format is. yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, that's yeah. It was. and also apparently uh you can't fit a lot of film in a cartridge you got to change a lot yes uh, and that always risks exposure and so you're dealing with all these new headaches but despite the fact you're working with a new format and that you guys are literally starring in your own movie and you're learning to use all the audio recording and you're uh, you're doing the editing in a basement?
1: Yeah, we're doing it in my parents' basement. We did it with like a really kind of uh, – on first – like one of the first or second generations of Premiere. We cut this thing. Uh, we cut it uh, – So you were doing digital editing? We're doing digital, yes. Whoa. We, tra- we transferred all the film stock to digital so we could at least use it that way.
0: Wow. So you were cutting oh, that's, edge. That's right. We're high tech.
1: Yeah, this like, is what,
0: like 97?
1: Uh, this was like, yeah, around that time. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so we were trying our best, because that was the cheapest way of doing it, because I mean, cutting the reel to reel is an is, uh, absolute nightmare. Right. Um, so you
0: transfer cut it down to, uh, I'm assuming um, you're cutting it down to... to I don't know. I, would it be 480p at that one? No, it's different screen format. So. I don't know what that format great question. would
1: question. i got to go back to look Resolution, at some of this. Stuff. I think yeah. we have because the final the is like on a Betamax SP or something like that. Wow. Okay, uh, so you... A, a Betacam SP, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, we edited it for, the, for like eight months uh, in my parents' basement um, with um, audio recorded on a mini-DV. We had re-sync <laughs> all that. We didn't have any cool software that kind of automatically syncs stuff based on sync laps, So uh, that was a nightmare for us. Um, just trying, we just had postcards everywhere, trying to figure out exactly where things were supposed to be and how they all synced up. But in the end, you had a movie. What was it called? Uh, it was called. Every, the, I'm sorry, yeah. Which said the title of the movie. It's called Everything Moves Alone.
0: Everything Moves Alone. It's a comedy and, drama. And wow, so very big departure from the kind of pulpy B movie we yeah. were doing before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And was it any good? Uh, it was, you know, it was something.
1: It was something. I mean, that's the thing. It's always hard. Like it's always tough to be like critical about like your own films. At the end of the day, like you always see the faults in it. So
0: was Tom happy with it?
1: Tom was happy. To Phil, my buddy, was happy. We, we worked together. We called ourselves the Hill Manor Collective, where we worked together on this pro- all these projects. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're all really happy with this project. I mean, so happy. that so when we got screened, um, we actually did another screening. Unlike the hotel this time, where we actually got a college. Uh, it was called like, Cine Studio. And, uh, did anybody come? We had, we had a great showing. We had a, good, we had wow. a pretty a decent show to turn out for that, which was pretty cool. Um, so you kind of do like the
0: Emma Stone and La La Land thing like you're you are in there? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Spoilers. You're in theater? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, we kind of did that. And the way we did that. And uh, a couple days later, we did get the phone call from a critic um, from Film Threat. Oh! Uh, Film Threat was a pretty well-known publication at the time. They were they you know, they know well-known for having yeah. you know, reviewed... Um, Kevin Smith's like clerks in the, one of the early stuff, like basically exposing him to the to the general public. And so it was very, it was kind very of a awesome.
0: part of that whole green light culture that was going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That, that Sundance world was happening and we got to be a part of that. So that was cool. And uh, they, they liked the movie so much they gave it four stars and then they actually put us on like their top 10 films you haven't seen this year, like a list. Wow. And it was really cool. It was awesome. And then that critic actually uh, repped the movie and got it out uh, to some screenings in New York. Okay. And, Uh, that was really cool. And, uh, that exposed us to a lot of, you know, bigger reviews and we actually got a review from the New York times. Um,
0: you got a film reviewed in the New
1: York times. Yeah, it was cool. And I feel like this is like bragging. I hope I'm not. No, it's not bragging at all. You're telling
0: a story, but that's, I, okay. So yeah, again, not to, not that I missed your film, but I know enough about any kind of criticism to know that a New York times film, or book criticism is a big deal. Just yeah. showing up is a big deal. Yeah. that must have been stunning for you guys. It was
1: cool. It was awesome. We actually got the New York Times uh, as we were on the train going to see our screening in New York, and uh, it was reviewed by uh, Elvis Mitchell, who at the time was a pretty, well, pretty well-respected pretty well critic, and uh, he did not like the movie so much. Oh. Yeah, he gave us a review saying that we were kind of the backwash of uh, Bowel Rocket and uh, Clerks. Which are, by the way, two films I love. Ball Rocket, like literally on the top five of like favorite, well maybe top ten favorite films of all time, for me. So it's uh, that
0: backwash part that was lost. It's the
1: backwash. So that kind of hurt me a little. So it was one of those things. The screenings in New York went okay. Uh, we didn't get much of a distribution. We got a we got a little distribution, like little picks on distribution, but nothing ever blew. never nothing ever blew out of the film. So we we were like close. We thought we were real close, and then it didn't kind of just didn't thing. And what so, was it like
0: for you? Getting that close and then seeing that high-profile critical rejection followed by not picking up distribution. It was
1: tough. It was tough. It was tough. It was real hard. Um, it really took – i took a big hit out of me for a while. Um, I kind of didn't really know if it was worth keep doing these movies because there's a lot – I mean that movie was a year and a half of like our lives making that movie, as all movies are. If you make a feature film by the way, you basically are living a feature film.
0: Right. And you were still working a day job this whole time oh, too, yeah, right? Oh, totally. yeah, totally. So what were you doing at this point? What was think- Tom doing? I think
1: Tom might have, maybe he was at CBS uh, or maybe at Denny's. I don't really remember. When. I like that CBS
0: or Denny's are the two choices. Yeah. Like, and I think I was either. No, no, what? Uh, no offense to either outlet. Yeah, like, either. Those are not two <laughs> places that I think of in the exactly the same uh, sentence. So. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think I believe yes. I mean, and you were where? I was at ESPN. I think at that point. No, I mean, wait,
0: wait, wait. I w- I want to follow this track. You went from getting fired from the movie theater to Wendy's to ESPN?
1: Yeah. Well, no, there's a lot in between that. Okay. All
0: right. You're bouncing between. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was a
1: Wendy's, and I think then I had, I've had, I don't know, I could literally name like 25 jobs in my life. I've had, like, I've had an insane amount of jobs. I can't remember exactly where, what I was before that point. I mean, I was Mm. selling TVs. That was, um, I don't even know. There no. all kinds of things. God, this is weird. It's like digging into my brain. It's like I don't remember. That's all right. So uh, you're
0: you're 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 yeah. disappointed about how did Tom respond to the criticism and the reception and not getting the deal?
1: Uh, he took it probably a little bit better than I took it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all took it a little hard, but at the time, because we just hope for the best and kind of that that criticism based, you know, hitting like small filmmakers with negative criticism really does hurt. Especially when you don't have a lot to live off of, and that's when it, when you get that big moment, you're like, "Oh, cool," and, you know. But like, it just we're close. This could yeah. happen. Um, yeah, but whatever, it happens. That's what criticism is. You take it, you go, you leave with it, right? And I think I learned a great lesson from criticism based on that, just alone. So that I don't what take, was that lesson? I mean, just the the fact is, I mean, at the time, I took the criticism very hard, and then I was like, "Ah, all right, well, we're good. I think I've done my thing. I got my my review in the New York Times. I'm gonna just move on with my life and figure out something else to do." And um, I think. Knowing that uh, was a hard experience to know that 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 was going to take me down. I'm like, no, I can't take me down. But the thing that really kind of drives me back, and this is the one I'm thankful for Tom conversation, is that we went out, we, we, he tried to push us to go for our next project. Uh, we had talked about doing something and I was like, hey, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm into it anymore. And uh, Tom went to the point of level where he wrote the script. He wrote the script for the other films that we had done up to that point also. And then literally his centerpiece in this 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 new film was this like uh, mystical well and the film is called Land of College Prophets by the way so just to give a little more context on it um, and I'll explain what it is in a minute but basically like he does he made this well in the backyard of his parents house we did not really we were not really like Yes, we're gonna we're gonna jump in and just do this thing. We were kind of like, eh, I don't know, but Tom was so motivated to do it that he just went and bound himself to build this giant set piece. Okay, and um, so he actually
0: physically constructs a physically
1: well. correct made a well, like dug a hole, like a gigantic hole, and did this thing. And he was just so driven to do that that I was like, all right. We gotta do this thing, I guess, because
0: Tom making Tom our, dug a big we, exactly we might as well make a movie. <laughs> we just we should probably do this at that point. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So Did he ever explain to you why? Just like I'm just doing this? I'm just gonna do
1: it. I mean, like I said, like my biggest thing about Tom has always been that well, I'm thankful for, you know, him as my friend, but also thankful for him as just, you know, what he does is that he's just so driven and he just keeps going no matter what. What
0: is, what is this guy like when he's not making movies? What else does he do? I think he's going crazy if he's not making movies. Really? That's yeah. his thing? Yeah. I mean he's
1: one? he's been making movies no matter what, no matter what budget. He just keeps doing it which i fully respect that like and i I, i've been doing that too but i'm not my level is my where i go and where he goes is different directions where we go and making these movies because he's he's so driven passionate in this project that he was just like i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm doing it and i'm like i don't know and i was i think i was just beat down from the criticism but over time like i i he kind of won me back,
0: basically, and so he won you back by digging a big hole. You ended up making another movie. Uh, this one about it's
1: like a uh, it's a superhero movie before the big kind of Marvel blowout. You know, like it was like a uh, college, like a low level superheroes in a in a community college.
0: Um, that sounds sublime. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a fascinating movie. It's it a very like strange the, the, so this is the Tom, Mike and Phil cinematic universe. Yeah, you know, at right? that
1: point, yeah. Like you got some really strange genres we jumped and from. There's and there's like, a giant yeah.
0: well in it, apparently. Yeah, okay. yeah there's a giant haunted so, well. So he makes a he digs a well. So you, yep. did you guys produce another movie in sixteen?
1: Uh, no, that one was not in 16. So that was actually where the evolution of like, like was, we were so after doing shooting, that thing in 16, we were like, please God, let's never do that again. Um, it was like one of those things, you check it off, we shot in film. Good. All right. right, going never gonna do that again, if we don't have to. And Panasonic had come out with, uh, this first like 24 P camera. Okay. And I forgot the bright, I think it was 100 a 100 B or something like that. I forgot the actual, the actual title of that camera,
0: but you guys, but put your it looked
1: them. like film. Yeah. I remember going to New York to B&H and just looking at that camera and going, oh, my God, it's like film in a, in a video camera.
0: Which which must sound ridiculous, again, to some of you, but it, it, understand that once upon a time in a world where there was no YouTube, yeah. things were put on film and then transferred to video, and when they were transferred to video, almost invariably – they looked, because of compression or because of the fact that we were viewing them through the primitive internet, they looked grainy. They looked less good. Yeah. The idea that you would take something and the quality was indistinguishable seemed almost miraculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was something that you knew was going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. But then one day the future arrived. Oh, it's awesome. And you were like, holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it happened and it happened quicker than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. remember the first time I saw still photography that was indistinguishable mm. from film and just being like, I wow, I knew this was coming, but now it's here. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it did open up the world. It is a lot easier from a technical standpoint to make low budget movies now. I think oh, that than, than it the, was the, because the, of this advancement. God,
1: man. I mean, I just cannot explain how much of a difference that world has been now after that. Like, that's why it's like, that's why I do my thing now. So I'm like, I literally realize I'm like, I can just, I can do my own thing here. And I don't need to worry about it. I can get a small camera. It cost me a few hundred bucks, and I could make my own series thank you, YouTube, giving us a platform to do these things. But back in the days, like those things didn't exist, you know?
0: There was like, no way to do it. There's no way to distribute it. There's no way to edit it. There's anything. no way to record yeah. it. No to it light was it a lot
1: of left. struggling, but it was but cool because at the time, like when you did do it, people were like, oh my god, how'd you do that? Yeah, you that's know? true. It was more yeah. novel
0: and mm-hmm. you had a smaller market, which meant if you pulled it off, you had a better chance. Of yeah, 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 noticed. Totally. By the way, uh, I want to thank all of you again for making this possible for me. I, I, um, I This is a very shoestring operation. I realized my cinematography <laughs> and my audio were lousy, but uh, you Stick with me, and I thank you for it. Uh, I also want to encourage you, man. Um, yeah. Guys and gals, if you want to make something, go make it. Just go yeah. make it. Please. And then show it to smart people who you trust, get criticism, and then try to make it better. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I'm trying to do with this. And uh, good or bad, I'm always open to your uh, to your thoughts in the direction of the show. So mail at pocketsfullsoup.com and uh, let us know how Pockets you want things to go. Com. Yeah. Appreciate that. Mail, but, you got to issue your mailing address. That's smart. Yeah, mail that's at full of that's, uh we get one day. Uh, I'll do one day. You, well. you really should. Yeah, uh, it's not handy. It's, and also, you get great stories. It's very encouraging. Anyway, people write me these incredibly encouraging letters. It's no, really helpful. That's
1: awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The, I also noticed you guys have like a really awesome your Facebook uh, group. Facebook group is, is really nice people. Oh, my gosh. it's fantastic. Anyway,
0: yeah. sorry. So, yo, no, we like y'all. Uh, thank you again. Um, but, so you make this. Yeah, let me, since rather than go through the entire catalog let me ask you this oh yeah we can keep going forever when this. Did you i'm sorry and tom <laughs> stop making movies together
1: please. yeah basically i did Atlanta land college process with tom it, turned, it was great we got success we actually got that film distributed it got wow. full on distribution yeah really
0: oh no let's hear about that i yeah, want to hear yeah. that wow so yeah. you guys got distributed so
1: we actually got distributed by york uh, york entertainment and which means we got on shelves to like blockbuster and hollywood and stuff like that yeah it was really cool and uh, how was the hollywood, art? hollywood video not hollywood uh, how was the box art uh, it was cool yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, Land of College. Can I own
0: Land of College Profits on VHS? Yes.
1: Wow. I don't have VHS. I only have DVD. You may
0: have just gone to DVD. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually, That's you guys got company. distributed on a on a straight to DVD. Yes. Yeah, that's lovely.
1: It was awesome. We were like on their like new brand for like indie film, like cult film brand things or like that. It so was cool. it turned
0: out well. So Tom and you and Phil got a film distributed. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. happened.
1: It happened. We didn't make a dime, but it was cool. Though. But like, you did okay. Yeah. Now
0: let's tell people about how that works. Yeah. Yeah, how do yeah. you get a oh, film oh, distributed?
1: Oh. And not make a dime? Oh boy. I mean, you're opening so many doors of conversations here. And I let's apologize. hear. It. You must have the most epic episode going on right now. So yeah. well, I mean, it's yeah. the
0: chainsaw. It seems more epic to us because we've done it three times. It probably but, is. Yeah.
1: Well, we got distribution, and then it um, it was awesome. We got on the shelves, and all that kind of stuff. But if you ever really saw any money, we never saw any money. In fact, it got, the movie got like internationally distributed, which, by the way, we didn't really know. We discovered this as we went like looking through Google and found like international versions of the movie. So there's like I think a Russian version and stuff like that, and which I still want to find it to this day because I just want to know if it's like if it's like um, like has a fake VO track on top of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but. Um, but what i wanted but the uh, the film never we never saw money because we didn't see anything off the front end and the back end means that basically they'll they'll spend all the money in marketing and all that money will basically if you ever get anything past the marketing budget then you'll actually make money off okay. it but we never saw a dime so we really don't know exactly what happened, but because we know it got di- international distribution and whatnot,
0: so so you're like, yeah. hey, shouldn't we have made some money off this at some point? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Never happened. Was yeah. that disappointing?
1: That uh, was disappointing, but it's like that's the heart and re- the hard reality of uh, making movies. I've come to accept is that unless you're unless you become Robert Rodriguez, like you, even probably he didn't make money off that first movie, you know, like you need to kind of. The the level in which you finally start making some big money back, yeah. is like a pretty excessive level. Are you they, think
0: Sharknado made money? <laughs>
1: Probably. Sharknado is a different conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have, about, That's uh, it for another episode. I what, about Shark, at, at, what about Mega Shark? What about Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus?
1: Uh, that one I don't know. I mean, okay. I think it was not a Corman classic because I think Corman movies. Just that, made, oh, dude, I, that's Gigi's genius.
0: Too. I love Roger Corman. Oh, it's so good. Oh, we'll yeah. have to do Roger Corman talk oh, dude, sometime. We could we do a entire show, Yeah. So. All right. I love Roger Corman. Um that's great. That's another great book. Uh, okay, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the, yes. Uh, yes uh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, okay, so yeah. rather than go down uh, film geek land here, yes, sorry. Um, you and Tom eventually did part ways professionally. Though.
1: We did uh, because, you know, uh, what happened was that Tom kept moving forward and I got opportunities to work at, like, basically I got an opportunity to work at, at 30 Rockefeller Plaza at NBC. Okay. For, I'm sorry, for NBC uh, at their digital studios level. So my – basically where where I left from film, I went to go do video for the internet. Yeah. Um, I got an opportunity to work at digital studios and there we did a lot of like the original programming and stuff like that. Did something called Easter Bunny Hates You that became like a big viral hit mm-hmm. through NBC. And I remember that. So I it kind of made – it made me kind of realize that my platform was a place where the internet – I like the instant satisfaction of reaction Yeah, more than kind of making movies and waiting time to get reaction from people. Yeah. Um, so it became kind of a, like a, all right, I'm going to step back and I'm going to do just this and focus on doing the internet content stuff. Because I was like pre – YouTube. YouTube was starting to happen right. when I was at NBC Digital Studios.
0: So uh, how does the quick and dirty of like dailies on, a, on an independent film translate to the kind of quick and dirty of producing web content, which is generally done pretty quickly?
1: Oh, it's the best. Like, yeah. It's like quick and dirty is that you, you literally have the instant reaction you see it and like, as soon as you record it. So You're like, like wow, okay. Oh, it's so good. It's, yeah, like the, the feedback that you, the feedback when you get a video up there and you get reaction right away, there is nothing. Like I, it was an epiphany. It was like this kind of like my brain just opened up as soon as the moment happened. I put up, uh, when the Easter Bunny hate you, hates you became like a thing for us at NBC digital studios. Um, the, that like, cause that thing has gone on to do billions and billions of views. If you look up it e- every Easter, like there's a new one that gets ripped all the time. And, um, I, once that happened and saw just like people just sharing it and communicating with it and liking it and passing it around, I was it I was like I get this I knew I like this that I like I was was like the early kind of internet I was like pre-internet before internet kind of became like for video became like no typical thing nowadays and so uh, for me that really worked for me and it filled that void Tom on the other hand went on to keep making movies okay and like I actually helped because I was working at NBC I was able to you know I had extra money at that point to help out so I actually helped fund his next movie um, because I didn't have you know and other friends obviously helped out too this is pre Kickstarter, obviously. Yeah, um, and that let him go move on to make his next big project. So you actually produced? I produced at that point. Yeah, I basically wow. got some produced at that point. I became more of a producer and less of a director.
0: So is Tom actually making a living making films now, or is it still something he's doing out of joy?
1: It is. Uh, I mean, truth be told, like uh, yeah, he's still doing it more out of joy. Wow. Uh, it's like he's gone. He's gone down to do a bunch of films. He did like the Bikini Bloodbath trilogy, and um, he uh, he did. Um, he actually, the last one, which I'm very proud of him for, is he got distributed through trauma, uh, which I love trauma. So I grew, me and him grew up just big trauma fans, and his, he did a documentary called VHS Massacre, which is like about the end of the VHS industry, and like, you know, the, the physical media industry, yeah. basically. And so he went on to do that documentary, and that got distributed, and uh, it's awesome. And he's just, he's, he has kept doing this, and in hopes of doing that. And I, and I went back and made movies, a few years later after that, but not with Tom, actually. With another friend of mine, Rory, with the Phobia movie. Yeah. And that one became more of a – Rory basically was on me for years, and we had just been talking about this project, and then we're just like, okay, we we'll should just do this thing. And I'm like, I want to help you, and we'll, I will help you EP this thing and get your script locked, and then let's I'll, I'll be the cinematographer – as we shot Phobia for, for freaking six months on weekends and keep shooting this thing, right after I got married, by the way. So that's an easy way to get closely divorced, whereas you start, yes, you, you, you get married.
0: Is, is my wife's very supportive. Is so to work you. a full time job, get married, and decide you want to make a movie on the side. Yeah, okay. yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, that was unwise. Yeah, it was a very bad idea. Uh, so. But yes, anyway,
1: <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so but Tom has done on to do that. And that's why I'm so thankful for the fact that Tom is so driven and seeing that keeps me going. I mean, he actually does a podcast called uh, New York City radio, which is like another podcast out there.
0: Oh, uh, what's this podcast? What's, what's uh, it
1: uh, New York City radio. Okay. New York City. Cine? Cine, like C I N E like Cine. Like oh, okay. Like, okay. New yeah. York City radio. You yeah. can
0: check out uh, VHS massacre. Uh, uh yeah. yeah. No, VHS is a VHS massacre.
1: Yeah. That's one of them. And
0: then the, uh, the bikini bloodbath films. Yeah. And, uh, Few other things right oh, there, yeah. He's got in London, but, he was but thing. so, so this is still largely a passion for him,
1: yes. This is completely it's a passion for him, and like I said, I'm so thankful because that makes me kind of keep my head in the game still. When we talk from time to time, I go, Oh, okay, I want to do this. I, need well, to I go mean, to you have house. a
0: rewarding career, you are, you are a I mean, you produce video every day. That was uh, that, That's your job. Yeah. That's what you do. And then yeah. you come home, and now you're back to making a movie. You and uh, Mike Pereira, and uh, who else? I
1: yeah. mean, uh, I mean, Scarpino's. Nick, 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 Scarpino, Nick Scarpino, Scarpino, kind of
0: funny guy. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's he's helping out with making that.
0: Making a movie awesome together. Too. Yeah. So, so kind of rad. And if uh, you want to follow the process of making that movie, uh, where do you check that out again?
1: Oh, uh, you can check out com. ClassicGaransky,
0: that's right. Yeah. And
1: uh, you got a title for this thing? For within this new movie? Yeah. Uh, We have it called Untitled Horror Comedy. We do know the title, but we're just keeping it under wraps a
0: little bit. Oh, until, look! Aren't you? Yeah. are you secretive? Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Well,
1: come on, we give away it away at all. And we're done because it's, it's you know.
0: There you go. It's Totally <laughs> bikini bloodbath four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, there we yeah. go. Yeah,
1: we're gonna reboot the franchise. This is a joke, of me and Tom comes. Comes and makes me like, let's reboot it. Let's all right, it. there we go. Rebooting it.
0: Thank you for telling us about Tom. Mm. Now we're gonna uh, we're gonna switch gears here, as we do every show, <laughs> yeah. and uh, hop on over to Instant Noodles. Yeah. Uh, are do you have your do you have your answers prepared, or did you? I know you watch the show. I so. do. All right. I think
1: I, I, think I kind of have it. Let's do it. We, I can't we do the drum, drum roll. I'm drum roll. All
0: right, here we go. Hey. Question one uh, submitted from the community. Okay. Uh, still my favorite community submitted question oh. ever. What is best sandwich?
1: Oh my God, best sandwich. What is now, best sandwich? No. Now, when we always talk about sandwich, is it the sandwich or is it the place that makes the sandwich? That's the question I would have to be Well, here. they go
0: together sometimes. I mean, sometimes you can only find one. For example, let's talk about the classic Philly sub. All mm. right, so there's the classic Philly sub, yep. which fundamentally is steak, the proper seasoning, cheese whiz, maybe some onions. Yeah, we, M- we did
1: the whole Gino right. thing one
0: when we, weekend and we went to Philly to do that. Okay, so yeah. the thing yeah. is, though, one to another place, they can taste completely different. Yes. So I think in a lot of cases, the sandwich plus the shop really does matter. Because it kind of connects it, right? So, yeah, I think I think you can answer this question. The nice thing is that we keep a nice, broad, open interpretation. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as it exists between two slices of bread, we're yep. pretty much okay. Okay. okay all right so. uh yeah
1: there's a place and i actually forgot the name of the place which is really awful it's a it was back when i used to live in new york in, in astoria it was this deli which i believe is actually gonna get a cameo in the next spider-man movie by the way i just saw like pictures i'm like oh my god it's my deli uh that used to get these crazy giant subs and uh my pick of choice is awful for what i like for a sandwich what is it <laughs> this is gonna be real gross people out it's called sea- it's seafood salad sub The seafood
0: salad (laughs) sub. That sounds awful. I don't know. What's on
1: it? What's on it? I mean, literally, it's just like you get the – it's your typical kind of like hot – I get hot peppers. I get some mozzarella, seafood salad, like the actual like salad. No, what is seafood salad? Like crab meat, imitation crab meat thing. Okay. Like what goes on
0: a California roll
1: yeah kind of yes 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 okay yes like so. mayo
0: and yeah, imitation yeah. crab which is pretty much like fish right? yeah kind of like it's like not
1: really crab but just like a fake version yeah, it's of the like crab.
0: the hot dog of the sea <laughs> yeah basically okay so it's a hot dog of the sea Hot dog sandwich.
1: of the sea. yeah mixed with some shrimp and um stuff like that but you mix it up with some sweet peppers some hot peppers some sweets and hot sauce kind of good yeah sounds it's good to me and uh and, like, and they're just sandwiches or legit i think they would call yeah. mike's sub something like that God, I'm going to have a lot of problems with this. I was prepared and then realized I'm like, I should probably mention the place, and now I'm not prepared. It's really okay. If you watch Spider-Man Homecoming, I guarantee that you, my place Don't is worry, a cameo. Just,
0: just thousands okay. are watching and listening to you choke right now. A, uh, well, really I mean, that's
1: my channel. If you watch my channel, that's all I do <laughs> is I joke, so it's all right. <laughs> So don't worry about that. Oh,
0: my goodness. Which is, by the way,
1: incredibly funny that we've gone from the the chainsaw outside to inside here. Literally, that's how my show would work. Yeah. It just just falls apart. Well,
0: that's how it works. Yeah. This is how this – I mean, this is – believe it or not, I I counted it up the other day, Mike. I have between like regular episodes, pretty good day, Patreon episodes and exclusives, all kinds of – Laser Dracula – in the last six months or so yeah. I've done like over 45 of these now
1: god really and
0: yeah and it's just like wow it's, it's amazing what happens off camera like yeah. I, I I wish I had the time to cut it all together oh I know it's right gonna, just, it's my uh, favorite part of it all it's just disa- like, disaster is is the order of the day
1: yeah well that's what's a beautiful thing about it like YouTube gives you a platform to, do, I mean like yeah. or, or Patreon whatever the place is but it gives you the platform to be rickety and have craziness happen and it's fine and
0: people are accepting of it even loving about it but <laughs> like everybody makes fun of Kevin it kind of funny man that guy has the hardest job in the world oh dude, like Koala's, just making stuff he's my boy. work making stuff work in real time with video and audio yeah. n- and streaming there's nothing worse i just oh dude did it kevin, kevin's working. Yeah. i love him but yeah he takes so much crap um i want to get him on the show so bad yeah good point you shouldn't really get on oh my... i want him on yeah, yeah yeah i'd say hey coach kevin tell him to come on the show please yeah. um just <laughs> give him a milkshake so. just
1: just propose him a milkshake because he does a milkshake every hate. single day yeah, yeah boy Know what's wrong with him?
0: You gotta stop. That is, well, oh, that's uh, a—that's yeah, true. You can end up like Wolf or Brimley, cat, in that situation. Yeah, that uh So, <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, what's the best song written in the last 100 years?
1: Oh man. So this—I I thought about this one. This was unless uh, this is why I love this show because you just have these, these crazy ass questions. Uh, well, they're, they're really
0: random. It uh, is,
1: but it's great. um So, song, right? This is insane because—and um, this is an interesting piece of history for me. Okay. I grew up. Uh, not listening to bands, I grew up listening to movie scores because I'm a sick human being who loves movies way too much. So, like, um, you
0: got in your car and it was, like, the, the soundtrack to Exodus or something instead of, like... Oh, no. Or, I, okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yes, it would be a soundtrack to any single movie that came out at the, at the time. Like, scores have gotten kind of a little clunky over time these recent... Like, overly... Like, my big thing is theme scores. I love theme scores. Oh, oh so okay. Good. But, like... I mean, like as a whole. I mean, any kind. Of, like, it's the idea that you like, can identify quickly when you hear a piece of like theme, just a little thread of music, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, that's that movie." Okay. Uh, and that's always my favorite things about scores. And just like as soon as you listen to a score, it, it automatically transports you to that movie. Okay. You could drive and have like the movie playing in your head. It's fantastic. Um, but my favorite score, or at least favorite piece of score of all time, is, and this is going to sound campy and goofy, but Star Wars main theme will always. Always be my favorite piece of music until the day I die. I mean, like, look, John Williams has written a million awesome themes and scores. But, I mean, like, there's nothing beats Star Wars. There you go. There we go. I don't know if anyone's ever thrown that kind of stuff on the table because it's usually bands. But for me, that's, like, man, every time I hear Star Wars, it just transports me to, to someplace else. And
0: that's Mike's pick. Moving on to the Sorry. next one. Uh, traveling through time. Yes. Uh, if you could travel through time and meet any one person, who would it be in by? Mm, man. You want to talk to?
1: Who would I want to talk yeah, I, to? one person you could see. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, I would say... This is, again, I mean, I'm just this movie junkie. i got to stop No, this. the movie stuff's great. I would meet, I mean, I would probably meet, it's either two directors. You meet Spielberg or I meet Raimi, right, for two different directions. I wouldn't meet young Spielberg because I want to know how to how how you getting on the uh, universal lot is helping you get and get where you are. Yeah. I want to meet a dude who's so driven just to do crazy stuff like so that. So you want to meet
0: young Spielberg? I
1: think so, yeah. And yeah. more young young Raimi and his in his, in his boys because I'm going to be like, yeah.
0: yeah, me and my boys
1: are the same way too. It's what cool. if like met you met him and then Michigan. you
0: derailed their career like you changed history oh, and then you never met it?
1: That would just screw me up in the future because oh, all my love. Well, at least, I mean,
0: actually, no, it'd be fine
1: for me because I have all their. I have all their, you have all their ideas. So, so screw everyone say, else. <laughs> I win. You all lose. So thanks, everybody.
0: What <laughs> is the uh, what is the best uh, movie themed board or DVD game
1: or DVD game?
0: Yeah, you know those like scenic games or the like board games based oh, on movies. What's oh my
1: god, one? this is so fuck. All right. So VH, I have a VHS game. Okay, perfect. All right, so this is going to make you use and date me. Uh, there was this awesome uh, RoboCop VG, VHS game. There I, was a RoboCop VHS game? Yeah, I used to love that game.
0: I didn't know that. I'm, I had VHS games, but I never had the RoboCop. Oh, it's
1: so good. I mean, it was not good at all. It's
0: awful. Okay, for those but, who don't know, can you explain VHS games? Uh,
1: yeah, it was kind of like a random thing where you pop into VHS. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was like a board game, yeah. and then you have pieces – but then you would hit play or you'd have to hit pause. Like you basically play the scene, fast forward, right, fast pause forward. it, yeah. Yeah. You had to control a VCR, which is an awful, awful idea. Like you had to go back and forth and watch these clips and be like, Oh, I landed on here. Oh man, you're going to see co and something. terrible." No, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's total recall. Um, man, I'm trying to remember, uh, Robocop, Robocop, Robocop. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank. With if you say it three
0: times, he appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but, yes, so it was literally like you just jump in between random scenes of RoboCop. And at the time, like RoboCop was like the mystique R-rated movie that I loved to death because like yeah. I got to sneak in and watch that movie and forever be grateful for that. So thank you, Paul Verhoeven.
0: Yeah, follow up on that. I was about yeah. to go, what's the best Paul Verhoeven movie? Oh, my God, dude.
1: That's a real hard question for me, though. I mean, I guess I have to say RoboCop because RoboCop like broke me as a, as, as a young boy. So.
0: RoboCop is sublimely brilliant. Oh, like it so just good. gets better as the years pass. I that think it was great boy, then, and no, no, just no, oh no, yeah. No. But RoboCop is a brilliant movie. I even I don't think it's as good a movie, but I think I love Starship Troopers more. Oh, dude, Starship Troopers. Um, I mean,
1: Paul Verhoeven sci-fi is like. I mean, again, this this show is going forever because I'll just go on these tangents about this. But Paul Verhoeven right. like sci-fi movies are the best like they're just the best because they have so much like undercurrent kind of themes underneath going underneath them but it's so just they're so interesting and so well designed like i love that they try to reboot these things yeah they just i don't understand that because he can't because he was a director that just was like i'm gonna tell you the sci-fi experience i'm gonna give you the sci-fi story that is just a very kind of generic cop turns into a robot but like you know like has this undercurrent thing of just like it has a lot of political kind of storylines underneath it. Just, it's just terrible that you like old Detroit, new Detroit kind of thing going on. Yeah. And like, there's so much interesting stuff going on. And, but the studios just not, didn't pay attention to that when they wanted to reboot all these and Total Recall is a great example of that. Like, like I love the original, I mean, Total Recall is awesome.
0: Yeah,
1: It's just awesome. But like, it's, it's one of those things where like they try to do that one, man, don't even, don't that, even that, think about it. I mean, did, you got Quado. Once you got Quado, that is it. You've, yeah. you've locked in the I franchise. love Total
0: Recall. I, oh, that's man. a brilliant freaking movie. Oh, I, did mind. you see Black Book?
1: uh no i did not actually
0: okay i was wondering what you thought since you haven't seen it It, yeah that's that's definitely worth watching it's it's a it's a change of pace movie for him like it's definitely uh hey i'm going to make something a little different but it's still very much a polar movie i was very interested to check it out
1: because but he's kind of like yeah it's always been that kind of weird thing where his other movies outside like no showgirls and stuff like that but like those other movies have always been kind of like
0: uh oh showgirls is is brilliant (laughs) in in the worst possible way yeah I mean, um, man, yeah. what a
1: creepy time to go to the movie theaters and family. Yeah, that that wow, just, that was a I, weird time. Just,
0: that's just him trolling the universe. Like, I feel like Showgirls oh, yeah. is a giant, like, movie-sized Andy Kaufman joke on the <laughs> universe. <laughs> um,
1: it's a very good point.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So God. We, yeah. So we're, we're going. Or I think we're kind of running down this cinema road here. Yes. Um. What's uh What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite movie quote?
1: Oh my god! Yeah, if you're, you're throwing thinking? these things at me, when I'm not prepared. Uh, I know. I mean, I, I'm
0: making this up as I go because we kind of ended up on this film. I'm, I'm, right. so I'm taking I'm this absolutely. On I mean, I'm
1: absolutely biased because it's like Evil Dead 2. My favorite movie is gonna be. It's, it's gonna be groovy. It's that's literally the, the, the quintessential line. To What's me.
0: that? Say it again. Groovy. Oh, there groovy. we go. Groovy.
1: Oh my god, dude! Like that <laughs> moment is is without a doubt that moment when it when it, Oh my god. That was, like, a movie that totally jumped for me. It was like, yeah, this movie is the greatest thing ever made.
0: Who's your uh, Who's your favorite working actor, like, character actor? I
1: mean, we're just – come on. You're just literally rolling the same – I mean, yeah. I mean, character actor, like, now – I mean, Bruce is, like, humongous for me as, like uh, – I'm a huge fan of his work. Just – I mean, a lot of his stuff has been all over the place. But, man, come on. Between Evil Dead and Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Um
0: Moving outside, what's your okay. favorite character actor that's not the star of a Sam Raimi? <laughs>
1: yeah, who's not? Because I'm so biased these days. Um, man, favorite character actor?
0: Yeah, somebody that's a, or a working actor, or somebody just you know, you know their face and and you see him and everything. But yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm just captivated by by folks that manage to do voice work and character work for decades, yeah, and and become kind of Hollywood institutions. And yet, a lot of times we don't even know their names. Are we
1: talking uh, about like favorite actor or favorite like actor that can play? A... I'm
0: thinking about I'm talking about your favorite working actor, somebody who uh-huh. you absolutely recognize, yeah, but that you but that's never ever going to be uh, a a headliner.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Somebody oh. that that's most likely never going I mean, to headline it's... a major motion picture but that might headline a straight to video release and that you're going to see on law and order episodes and that you're going to see in the background of of a of a you know triple a blockbuster occasionally playing yeah, a character yeah, yeah, role yeah, yeah. somebody like that Man, I love, love Ruffalo,
1: like? but, um, man, uh, that's a really interesting question. Yeah, who's somebody who really enjoy Rock Sam Rockwell's a big – I'm a big fan. Let's <laughs> talk about Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I mean, I love Sam Rockwell. but like For people
0: who don't know him. I, I know. mean,
1: Sam Rockwell's been everywhere forever. Okay. I mean, come on. Have you, have you, I mean, he was actually – him and Mark Ruffalo were in a movie early on I used to love. It's called Safe Men. It's a comedy um a really awesome comedy uh rockwell has done a lot of movies i mean he's like the cameo. he was in iron man 2 and you want to talk about mainstream kind of things uh but you know and galaxy quest he was yep. he was guy which was awesome in that um i love galaxy quest yeah so good so good it's such an underrated movie what a what a crazy that, i mean, that's the crazy thing that that movie never got a sequel um but, yeah, he's just kind of like – he's a really good actor. He's really funny, and he's also just a good dramatic actor in that way too also. Like he just kind of levels out in so many different directions that I find him fascinating. And, yeah, I don't think he's ever going to super sell a movie, but I think he's he's a talent forever that will be kind of like – that guy, you put him in a movie, you're guaranteed to get something awesome out of him.
0: What's the most
1: – Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, by the way. Really interesting movie he was in that I really liked.
0: What's the most draw, jaw-dropping scene you remember watching in your love of cinema where you just went "Whoa!" just just shocked by what had
1: happened? Shocked, like American History shocked X. Kind of of, shocked? You know what? Maybe shocked like as, stomp? Uh, as just
0: and that can be shocked by that can be anything from shocked by an effect to shocked by a story twist to shocked by uh-oh. a curb stomp to you know.
1: I mean, the thing is still. I mean, it's quintessential to me like that that movie i mean that oh my god yeah i mean again we can go on forever cuz carpenter as my other another like director of love yeah. fest john carpenter Oof, man that boy, he's 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 a god to me. When oh, comes you to his gotta story. be kidding me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that moment. It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love Carpenter. I oh love yeah, Carpenter. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, just um, kidding. You gotta be kidding, <laughs> kidding me. Me. <laughs> um, But so uh, the thing is, is awesome. I mean that that moment, the the basically the blood test moment. Have I mean, you seen the thing? Honestly, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like the blood test moment in the thing is without a doubt the most. I, it is this scene that I will never be able to. I will never be able to make that scene because it's so tense and so well done that you you cannot say you. Can, I. I. It is so. It's frightening and suspenseful and just so well designed. And it's crazy that that movie came out the same year as like E. T. Like I find it fascinating that those movies are dynamically completely different kind of sci-fi alien movies. Yeah. And like how. That movie, to me, honestly, like I love ET, and I put high respect for Spielberg in that movie because it did kind of, you know, like it's it's very good. I I love ET, but it's a very different kind of version of sci-fi that I reflected back to with then, and I still love to now, but it's on a very different wave, like a different wavelength when it comes yeah. to it. But the thing, man, that movie has grown on me so over time in such a like it is that scene though, man, that scene is so good. I if you haven't seen the thing. Go do yourself a favor. Go see it immediately. Go find it anywhere. It's everywhere. So yeah,
0: fantastic. Yeah, Mike. and they're Kurt a, Russell. I yeah. want to work. with oh, yeah. I
1: want to work Kurt Russell because who doesn't want to work with Kurt Russell?
0: Soon to soon to stars. Ego the living. I know,
1: of... man. I'm so jealous of James Gunn, man. James oh. Gunn is like. I mean, I'm gonna do a thing on my, my show sometime down the road, but I, how much I love the fact that James Gunn is this this trauma guy that's gone on to the, do a movie now. Who's gonna have I believe Stallone, isn't it? And yeah, Stallone and Kurt Russell are in Guardians in some capacity. Yeah. I don't know if they're in the same scenes or anything but like that. Like they like you bring in tango cash together
0: the cast Man. the cast for guardians and then have you seen the cast for thor 3 oh it's great i was like what oh yeah it's- well, the, direct, the, the director, by the way,
1: uh, is fantastic. Why he's, don't
0: they just make Hamlet at this point? Uh, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That have <laughs> got that, those people. That go director ahead.
1: is is one of my – like, he yeah. that he's one of the – right now, to me, like, on the level. Like, comedy director – you don't get a lot of directors who have directed comedy to the point where you're like, I got to see that movie over and over again because it's yeah. so funny. Like, What We Do in the Shadows became the movie where I would show everybody. Like, everyone in the office, yeah. when you're IGN, I would – every weekend, I would be like, let's go watch it in the screening yeah. room after, like, after work because it was so – it's awesome. I'm like, I need you to see this movie. And then, like, Hunter of the, uh, the Wilder of the Wild People is like his next movie after that was just awesome. Though. So,
0: sell people right now. What's his yeah. name and what's he make?
1: Uh, it's like, Taikidi. I cannot pronounce his name to say That's okay. But, like, uh, t- tell me what he's uh, Yeah. But, What We Do in the Shadows. Like, okay. Yeah. We'll that. And then his other film, uh, I'm really, it's Hunt of the Wilder. Oh, my God. I can't remember that. This is one of those things that's going to drive me nuts. And I don't have my phone on me. It's really okay. Anyway. This is a movie I came out after. It's awesome with uh, Sam Neill. It's fantastic. You need to see this
0: movie also. Sam Neill. Those are two words that guarantee quality right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Star of Par- Event Horizon, Jurassic Park, and of course, the final conflict, Omen 4. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would ask you, all right. All right. Wow! <laughs> also, watching The Mouth of Madness because that's his that's his best, that's his best movie. Man, <laughs> I cannot believe you referenced that all. thing. I, so. I love
0: your history of just like random stuff. Like no, that. no, so I just good. I I love good actors in bad movies. Oh man, like, yeah, I, yeah. Force. Oh boy, that's
1: that's that's a real bad movie.
0: Yeah, I I really like when when very capable actors show up in terrible. Oh, it's pictures, the best. It's and, the best. Uh, that, that's a pretty fun one. Yeah. What's your favorite word?
1: Uh, well, I could just be a sound that I always make, but
0: um probably um um <laughs> there we go yeah um, you heard um here first guys yeah. um um is Mike kamaransky's favorite word um or awesome I gotta, actually right i there. think awesome might be like I, awesome? yeah
1: I, re- I realized i was doing my show actually like i use the word awesome so much, it's out of control. So.
0: Yeah, my my friend uh, uh, and former boss at IGN, Steve Butts I used to keep a bell uh, at my desk. So every time he said the word "super," I would ring it. Yeah, um, uh, that was, yeah. I would have thought it have been sorry, but okay. no, no, it's, it's, it's one of those two. Well, he, it's all he uses is it at the beginning of words. Like it's it's always super awesome, super effective, super wonderful. Like yeah, 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 Good descriptor. Yeah, The show
1: is super. Exactly. So, there you
0: go. Ding, ding. Exactly.
1: Uh, cake or pie. Oh, uh, this one I was already prepared for. It's definitely pie. Yeah, yeah. Expound. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm honestly like, because I'm from New England, and um, it's uh, all about the apple pie and that strawberry rhubarb. And Ooh, oh, rhubarb oh okay, it's what so good. So I literally much. went with my family like a couple weeks, uh, no actually a couple of months ago. I'm sorry. We went to an orchard, like I think an hour and a half away, just so I can get their best apple pie. Because that's what I needed. I needed to have that. A
0: really good slice of apple pie is incredible. Now oh. I noticed you said strawberry rhubarb. Where yes. do you fall on the strawberry rhubarb v. rhubarb, like spectrum?
1: Oh, like what do you mean?
0: Like well, like so the strawberry rhubarb pie and then there's rhubarb pie and those are two very. I've never plates. actually
1: had a rhubarb pie.
0: Ah, okay, so, that's
1: interesting because it must be really bitter. Like right? uh,
0: not... not if you put enough. Sh- well, it always has a bitter. T- tang to it but yeah. the, the solution is apparently just to put four times the sugar in that that you put in the strawberry rhubarb one <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, it mm-hmm. is it is probably the least healthy thing you can put in your mouth oh but that's lovely man it's good it's, uh, it, i mean i'm a fan of the strawberry rhubarb, it's kind of a sour so. bitter but super sweet taste yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i'm a fan of it yeah. strawberry rhubarb I like too, but i think plain rhubarb's even better that
1: sounds interesting i gotta it try that really good okay yeah, you, you gotta, gotta
0: make it right though i mean that, that's one of those one of the best pies i ever had was a um actually had a a uh, dried apricot pie. Oh, interesting! it's extraordinary. I like dried dry. apricots. Yeah, yeah. like that was the basis, and then it was oh, that was amazing. Oh. Um, all right, well, good pies So we've 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 hit that we've hit the high note there. We actually we bounced around. I threw some cinema ones there. Were there any you were really excited about answering that that, you, that we skip before we get to that to get to the end? No, I think we're good. You all got right. me. You
1: got me on this. Anything
0: you want to ask me before we uh, before we get off? Um, how do you keep doing this every week? You're Uh,
1: a real busy boy. Well, (laughs) I'm
0: a busy boy, and uh, a lot of it's that I enjoy it. Um, A lot of it is that this is a a creative outlet of a different kind. It's a chance to try to make people's lives a little better and in the process make my life a little better. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's arrogant to hope that every now and then uh, the stories that people tell are are helpful to other people. I get to meet and hear. I know you, but I didn't know most of the things you told me to cool. do. Cool, right. Right. this happens with re- people I know well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again and again and again. You yeah. know, when I sat down with, you know, sit down with Greg or Colin. I learned things about them I never knew. Sure. I sat down with with Alana from work, learned things about her I never knew. It's, it's on and on. So this is fun. Um, and then there's the fact that this is uh, this is a job that. Uh, means a lot to uh my financial well-being so sure. there's that part too yeah, 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 um, yeah and uh it's become an instrumental part of my life so that's yeah. another reason is because it's uh it's it's a it's a necessary joy mm-hmm. uh that's why
1: no it's awesome man um, I mean, it's a great show i love this stuff i've watched a show every week Thank and you. it's good stuff buddy and you're like, speedy. i'm just really happy i'm really happy you're doing this and i think this is exciting that trust me I'm not, after knowing having to do this myself like this is a lot of work so it's
0: awesome. It's a bit you of go. work. Uh, and I have a very tolerant audience. Uh, that's helpful.
1: Yeah, great. you got good people in that. I mean, man, that Facebook group is awesome.
0: Yeah, community's community so. is great. So do join the Facebook group. It's free and it's fun and you meet a lot of nice folks. Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group. Just search for that. Send us a request. We'll give you an approval. Come on in. Chat about all kinds of stuff. And uh, we occasionally uh, throw some fun things up there. So pop on in. Um, and until next time, I'm here with Mike Aransky. If, if folks want to find you one last time, that's...
1: Classic. ClassicAransky.com.
0: ClassicAransky.com. Classic sounds- it's the website you visit to learn about making movies. This sounds like an MST3K bit, but even worse than that. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you keep going. Keep it up. Keep it <laughs> That's going to be a new theme song. All right. <laughs> All right lock it down. Right. So until next time, uh, I'm your host, Jared. Thank you so much for watching and listening. See you next time.